Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK, and of course, my guy, always right here with me, the Salary Caption, the Much Heron, Aaron Stewart. What's going on, buddy? Oh, not much, man. We are towards the end of week nine here. The official midpoint, like when there were 16 games, there really wasn't a midpoint because it's a nice even number but now mm-hmm. we could say week nine we've hit the midpoint i like it or you know yes. i guess now we're past past the midpoint so i like it except for two teams that still have to still have to play tomorrow night but we'll get i guess that's true but yeah. if you think about it for as many weeks as there are and there's, there's 18 weeks so we're technically you know, after this, halfway That's through true. the official NFL season. So it's true. Ooh. And then there's teams that have been on bye week. So I guess that mm. didn't quite work the way I thought, but I know it's, <laughs> I know it's weird. To. It's, yeah. Yes, it's definitely trying to get used to it. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to get to, used to a lot of things still, obviously. Um, I have had just a week of not even crazy. As I was telling Aaron off pod, I actually had nothing crazy going on this week. It was absolutely nothing. It was a pretty chill week, but my body then said, okay, you're sleeping. You're resting. You are, you are going to take this time to recharge. And I'm telling you, I have been exhausted all fucking week. And, and I fell asleep the Thursday night game, talked about this on the last pod. And then I got the last pod posted, put out all of that. And then I didn't even mention it on Twitter. So I guess what I'm trying to say, it's been crazy. Like here, for example, Saturday, last night or Saturday night, it's Saturday night. Cause I can't say last night by the time people hear that. Anyway, Saturday night, as you all know, Saturday going into Sunday, we had the, uh, the daylight savings time it's fall. So we fall back an hour, right? And uh, I had wrote my infirmary report that my piece, I had written that between Friday and Saturday. And all I had to do was, because I'd been writing it on my iPad and transferring it uh, to, you know, WordPress. Now, Mm -hmm. I had gotten it all written but had not transferred it to WordPress. And Saturdays, usually, my boys, we all camp out in the living room. And we were sitting watching a movie. Bam, I fucking fell asleep again, bro. I fell asleep again watching. I woke up. It was like after 1230. My my kids were passed out on on the futon. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, what the what happened? And then I'm like, okay, it's, I got to get my shit onto the, so I, I spent some time trying to wake myself up and then I get back to the article and I get it on WordPress and I'm trying to get it edited and all of this. And, and, and then I'm like, man, I, I remember when I woke up, I was like, if I can, if I had to spend some time waking up and then I get on the article, I was like, I'll probably be done one thirty-two, And then all of a sudden I'm like, is, 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 what time is it? And I, and I, it, the time switch happened. Yeah. As a, as I'm, the, because I'm sitting there, at least it did on my phone. And I, cause I'm sitting there like, it should be like, I've taken way too long to do this. It should be like fucking two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. It should be super late, but it was 
it was once something on my phone. I'm like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden I'm excited because I'm nearly done with the infirmary. And I'm like, this is great. I just bought myself an hour with the day. So anyway, this is where my brain is at and my exhaustion and that whole thing. So anyway, I apologize to (laughs) my guy, Aaron, uh, uh, the listeners for anything. I know it's been a crazy couple of months just in general. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely getting back on track, but I, I, definitely dealing with some exhaustion this week so now i feel like i've rambled in. and apologies to ray ray because he's the one that has to edit my articles mr ray ray mars you can follow him on twitter he's the fucking man and uh yeah under the show I, too a friend of the show yes we've had him on such a great guy and yes former professional wrestler i shouldn't say former just inactive i think is the way he wants it put uh but yeah he's He's the shit, and I feel bad because I I feel like I've not been on my game with the articles or the podcast really, and even even last week my miscellaneous debris podcast, which is my non sports podcast where I rant and rave about anything and everything, you can find that at the same place you find this. I had to just cheap plug right there. I have to do it, but that one even I was like I I got done recording that and I was like that's a that fucking podcast was good. That was a good one. I can I always feel like if I've done a better you know episode and i felt like that will and even that one i didn't get it, it it like promoted or out on the instagram like like i should like i was just slacking but i was just so goddamn t- okay so i'm done <laughs> i spent way too much time on that but i just you know i like to be transparent and shit's just been wild and it's no excuses or anything but it's like shit i was finally happy to have a week where nothing crazy did happen. And then I was just so goddamn exhausted, but I hope your week was good, Aaron. I know you've been a little tired too, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, great week. And then the, the tiredness only comes from, you know, the time change occurred while I was sleeping. And so, <laughs> so my, my body uh, was ready to go to start to, to start the day at right. four thirty in the morning. And right. it's just no, no, going to sleep. The body's like, nope. We've this is when we normally wake up, and it's yeah. Ugh. Well, extra apologies then for all my rambling. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's my do man. it. Let's, uh, Sunday let's night do football. It. I gotta say right off the bat, dude. Before I, I'm gonna let you take it right after I say this, because uh, I, I I was kind of wrong about the Titans. I mean, mm-hmm. I I gotta admit, I, I was worried. They were going to have issues. Obviously, they were going to have to change up their offense. My question with the whole thing was, would they be able to? Because they're kind of built to be what they are with Derrick Henry. And it didn't seem like you try and get out of that. They've had a lot of success. So I wondered how it would go. And uh, they they played they played well tonight. I mean, right. Tannehill only threw for a buck 43 and a touchdown. I mean, you know, but they got the job done. Fantasy wise, there's nothing overwhelming. Um, I mean, Jeremy McNichols, who everybody, you know, who a lot of people thought, okay, here we go. Maybe he gets a chance. Well, there's a whole lot of Adrian Peterson, even some Dante Foreman. So, you know, it was kind of ugly, not super special fantasy wise, but they got the job done. And I was wrong. They, you know, they can make it work. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see if they're going to roll the passing game. Let's, uh, you know, let's get some more production out of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. But um, 
you take it from there, man. What, what, your overall thoughts? Absolutely. You know, first thing I'll say is just a excellent win for the Titans. Like that's a difficult game. That was a win on the road against yes. the Rams. Like that's yes. that's the most impressive thing. Which the Rams, if I'm not mistaken, I think both losses this season, and I'm verifying. Yep, both losses have been at home of all things. Like it's uh, yeah, so very very interesting. Both losses they got thumped pretty good. Yeah, because really the the final score does not at all reflect like how how close the game. No, I was going to say how close the game was, but it wasn't. But how how much of a lopsided game it was? Right. Like it was twenty eight sixteen, but the Rams had a touchdown like with forty seconds to go. That didn't really matter. It, it really didn't. No, it was pretty much domination from Tennessee. Right, and I and I'm looking at, at the Titans stuff. Right, it's like from a fantasy perspective, ugh, because right. you have, and we knew that there would be a committee to replace Derrick Henry because there's there really isn't any running backs in the league. I don't. I would say that there is zero that can do what Derrick Henry did yeah. uh, in terms of being able to get 30 carries in any given game. Some people will say AJ Dillon. Right, right. <laughs> it's, and and Dylan's a big old. Boy. I don't believe. Yeah, I think AJ right. Dylan will be good, but I yeah, I don't think Derrick Henry is totally an enigma. You know exactly. exactly. <clears throat> what we didn't pre- uh, what we couldn't have predicted was that oh yeah, AP and McNichols are going to both get work on the ground, but here's a little bit of Dante Foreman to to just mess things up even more. Uh, and look at the receiving line because we know that that's where McNichols would separate himself from Adrian Peterson and presumably Dante Foreman as well. And, and there, there was three catches, which that's for, honestly for a running back. If you're getting three catches, that's not bad. It's just right. the yards weren't there. The yards weren't there for anybody. It, it is so funny because I'm looking. I'm like, who was the big performer in offense? There really isn't any, which makes mm-hmm. it just that much more impressive. They had the the pick six, and, and for the Rams, like honestly, they scored three field goals for fifty nine minutes and thirty seconds of this game. Very disappointing yep. performance of the offense. I'll say Cooper Cup gets bailed out because he caught eleven passes um, right. that went for ninety five yards and in, in, in PPR. Cool, like you got twenty fantasy points from Cup and he didn't score a touchdown. That's remarkable. And Robert Woods had a respectable performance too, just barely missed 100 yards as well. Uh, so he put up just under 17 fantasy points. The running back, I guess the interesting takeaway was I know Henderson Henderson had an ankle injury. At least the notification that, that it got was like he, he came out of the game. Did he ever come back in? I actually did not catch the game. I had to get a little, you know, pre, uh, pre-podcast little nap in. So. Right. Hey, but again, you don't you don't have to explain to me. I I've been taking unannounced, uh, you know, unscheduled uh, naps. So so you I don't got to explain it to me. Um, I was in and out of the game myself. From uh, Sony Michelle had a receiving touchdown late in the game. Um, so I'm not sure if he was in there because of just the situation. It's his time to be in there, or if if it was in fact because Daryl Henderson was out of the game. Let me see. No, it looks like uh, 
no, he returned. Okay. He did return to the game. I just checked. <clears throat> but uh, the last I saw of it, I saw Sony Michelle. So maybe he came back for just a little bit and they were like, eh, we'll play it safe and we'll just ride Sony the rest of the way or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So probably just a disappointing, disappointing game from a fantasy perspective because just there was only, like I said, like really Cup and Woods for both sides of this game, Cup and Woods are the only ones that really gave you anything. Right. Yeah. Very disappointed from, from Stafford. Yeah, not, two interceptions, not, sacked five times. Yeah, not much from Tannehill. And it's like when it was Jeff Swain that, that caught a touchdown. So, And that, that epitomizes really what, what seemed to be the entire slate of week nine games. It was a weird, weird week. I know. Yeah. I guess. We'll oh, say it's that definitely right. a weird week. We're gonna get into it. There was upsets galore and all sorts of shit. Oh man. So oh, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. Before we get into it, though, let's go ahead and do a little Monday night preview. What do we think? We got the Bears, the Steelers. I'm kind of looking to see what uh, Mr. Nagy and the Bill, the Bears coaching staff, if they're gonna, you know just fucking let Justin Fields be a little bit more. Right. And uh, I, I just, I feel like over the weeks, he, he gets a little bit more within that mm-hmm. offense. So I just kind of want to see how it goes. Um, then you got the Steelers right there. I mean, I don't know. It feels kind of like a blah game, right? Kind of like a defensive, right. which I don't mind a defensive grinded out game. So we'll see how it goes. But uh we got Justin Fields. Maybe he'll make it interesting for us. So right. um, nothing I, I can think of in particular that I feel super excited about. What about you? Yeah, uh, it's. I will say my interest in the game is that these are two teams that I haven't followed closely. Like I, mm. there hasn't been a time where I'm looking for a game to watch and I go, oh, cool, the Bears are on. Let me watch right. them. Same for the Steelers. So I go, cool, at least with them playing on Monday Night Football, it's like there's no other choice. We're going to put the game on. We're going to watch the game. We're going to see. And it's uh, – you're right. you got like two teams in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. I would pick it, – it, the Steelers are the, the home team. They're favored by a touchdown. I go, hmm, spread-wise – don't i wouldn't feel comfortable taking seven points like that's that's a good amount of points and we saw enough upsets like right you just have to go like i don't know it's like pittsburgh they they sometimes just have ugly games and they come out victorious like hey if you win the ugly games that's important but oh i am going to pick the steelers to win It'll be fun to watch because I just don't watch either team and spread. I'll pick the Bears to cover a seven-point spread because we saw multiple teams do the seemingly impossible. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree on both of those accounts. Um, and I'm with you also in, in the idea that, it, you know, when I watch games on Sunday, I'm watching the red zone channel. So I'm getting bits of all the different games. I like Sunday night football. 
Monday night football, Thursday night football, because they're standalone games. They're on all by themselves. And it's the opportunity to watch football in just that one singular game. So it's my chance to kind of check out teams and kind of pay more attention to them. So that I kind of, I'm, I haven't really got to, I've just seen bits and pieces of Justin Fields. So I'm kind of excited to uh, sit and see how he looks and then, uh, yeah, you know, see what the Steelers offense is going to do. But uh, I do see how this could be a little more um, of a defensive battle, but I'd have to go with you again on, on bears on the spread Steelers on the win. Um, So let's get into off with their heads. Let's do it. Go ahead and start it off, my man. Who do we got this week to top your list for this disappointments? One, this one breaks my heart. But off with his head, DJ Moore. But it's not his fault. It's not DJ Moore's fault. No. Even though he went for three catches for 32 yards, 32 scoreless yards, and seven targets, you know whose fault it was? Hey, Darnold. Yep. And, and what I would say to Darnold is, hey, Darnold, screw off. Just screw off. Just another, just, this is a Darnold performance. He completed less than half his passes for 172 yards and zero TDs. He had those three receptions to DJ Moore. He also had a three completions to the other team. I'm surprised he didn't get benched at, at in this game like he had there was back-to-back drives like in the second half that he threw interceptions and he was under a hundred he was under 100 yards he was under 80 yards with the second interception of his game and then the third interception he may have just barely surpassed 100 yards it was like it was like the perfect time and, Mm -hmm. and they've already done it with with pj walker and because I'm, I am very harsh on Sam Darnold, I'll also say he did come into this game dealing with, it, with an injury. And on one hand, like you respect the heck out of a guy that, that's playing through an injury, but also it's like if, if you can't play because of the injury, I mean, like play at a professional level, just don't. You are doing more harm to the team than good. And then my little fun fun fact on this game is, so last week, Tampa Bay beat New Orleans. This week, New Orleans beat Atlanta. And two weeks ago, Carolina beat Atlanta. And Carolina hasn't played New Orleans. So by that math, Carolina is like first place in the division, right? They might be. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Based- That'd be crazy. Right, based on the matchups now, obviously for the listeners, Carolina's not first place in the division, but you just have to love how division football plays out where all those divisional teams, they just beat up on each other. It's so fun. But yeah, that's my first off of their heads, DJ Moore, but it's not his fault. How about you? What's your first off with their head? First of all, uh, um, Tampa Bay is still first in the NFC South. Right, right. Yeah, I was just kind of poking fun at how they're they're all beating oh, each okay, other. Okay, I get up. you. Okay, I missed that. My bad. <laughs> that was over my head. So it, it was no a off circle. with my head. It, um, 
It was a divisional circle <laughs> of Tampa Bay losing to New Orleans. New Orleans loses to Atlanta. Atlanta loses to Carolina. And Carolina hasn't played Tampa Bay. So, yeah. Yeah. I did. Honestly, uh, I have Darnold on there on my list as well. So much for the <laughs> Darnold bounce back. And so all I'm going to say is that while I agree that, okay, he, he was playing a little banged up. I, I would say most dudes are dealing with something at this point in the season. And I, he's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And I thought, okay, maybe, maybe with Christian McCaffrey returning, when he returns, maybe, you know, Sam Darnold can get back to at least respectable like he was early on in the season. And this right. was fucking awful. Three interceptions, a lost fumble, four fucking turnovers. Like, it, it's just, you know, and um, it just, you got to wonder, these teams, Denver, Carolina, what the hell were you thinking? Not grabbing one of these young quarterbacks, but yeah. whatever, whatever. So let's just throw it back to you. I'll just add, I just to add on to that. I just, yeah, I'm, and you know, I was really a proponent of let's see Darnold out of New York, away from Adam Gase, you know, good team, good offense. And it started out looking okay. And my feeling was, well, he should get better as he gets more comfortable and things have gotten worse. And yes, he was without Christian McCaffrey, but not even CMC could save that motherfucker today. So <clears throat> that's what I got. But you can go ahead with your next off with their heads. Yep. And, and one stat I wanted to pull up because, you know, yeah, I like to find, find these fun stats. So weeks one through four, Sam Darnold was QB five in, in fantasy points at the mm-hmm. quarterback position. Not surprising. Those rushing, all, rushing he touchdowns. had all those rushing touchdowns. And since week five, so week five to week nine, he's played in four games. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And so I don't know if they've counted. Is Carolina, Carolina's, have they had their bye week? I can't remember. Let's see. Well, we'll just, well, either way, in terms of total. I'll buy that. Let's see. I think they. I don't know on this one, but I don't, I don't think fantasy pros has, has updated this. So going into this game, um, I don't think Carolina's had their bye week. So no, going, week 13, week 13. Perfect. So they, this has not included this week's performance, but coming into this game, Sam Darnold from weeks five through eight was QB drum roll 30 in total fantasy points scored. And he was averaging 10.1 fantasy points, and there's no way he scored double digits this game. That means in five games, in the last five games, Sam Darnold is averaging less than 10 fantasy points. It's it's unbelievable. Like you've got to like it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating because it's like they need to pull the plug on this. This offense yeah. is horrible, and there's no excuse. There's just no right. excuse. You have to do more, and you have all these weapons. So, yeah, uh, that's that's it. That's it. I have to move on to, to the next one. I could spend an entire pod talking about Carolina. No, my, you're good. My next one, off of their heads, is the Arizona Cardinals skill position players. But let me explain. It's just frustrating with 
all all of these guys trying to predict who to start like even hopkins because hopkins has been injured for most of the season he hasn't been putting up hopkins numbers but you know like that's the one guy that you start and then you go hmm like this is a high-powered cardinals offense this week obviously a little different no kyler murray but like we saw the same freaking trend what i mean is we had no hopkins we had no aj green this felt like a perfect game for Rondell Moore to, to break out. Five catches, 25 yards, targeted five times. <clears throat> like Even the opportunity stats weren't there for Rondell Moore. Um, maybe you've got some details to add to this one, but I saw that Chase Edmonds had a singular carry for two yards. This was the James Conner show. Was- he got hurt. He got hurt. Okay. He okay. left with I an fig- ankle injury. I figured. I, I was like, it had yeah. to have been an injury. And I, he was I banged up going been, in. Right. And I knew he had been banged <clears throat> up too. And then I think that was probably the frustrating thing is 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 that uh, if it was the same, same injury, right? Because I know like last week, they're like, okay, he's banged up. Mm-hmm. Expect to see James Conner even more than we've had. And then Chase Evans. <laughs> still out there playing uh, playing a lot and getting uh, meaningless running back touches late late in their game last week. Right. I was like, okay, cool. Like Edmonds is fine. So just it's when I say off, off of their heads with those guys, it's just, I always guess wrong. And maybe that's where it's just the frustration of I'm so tired of trying to guess who's going to do well because I always, always, always pick wrong. I think um... – that is the issue with some of these off. It's kind of like I've talked about Cleveland. There's a couple other offenses like this where they spread it around so much. There's just like, who is really truly reliable for fantasy purposes, you know? Right. And um, I, I do feel like the Cardinals are another one of those teams. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a weird one, but I'm going to talk more about the Cardinals and actually the Browns later on as well, but I'll get into, unless you had anything else to add. That's all I've got. Um, I'll get into my off with their heads and then we'll move on to the observations. Now, this off with their heads is for what happened in Jacksonville because holy shit, Buffalo. Wow. Josh Allen got destroyed by Josh Allen. And what I mean to say is Josh Allen was intercepted by Josh Allen. Josh Allen was sacked by Josh Allen. Josh Allen recovered a fumble lost by Josh Allen. Josh Allen, the lesser known defensive player of the Jacksonville Jaguars, that Josh Allen had himself a fucking day. And the other Josh Allen had two interceptions, a lost fumble, sacked four times, uh, just uh, no touchdowns, rushing or passing, not a very good day overall. They lose the game nine to six. And it wasn't like the Jaguars were overly impressive. No James Robinson. So they went to Carlos Hyde. Of course, you know how that always ends, 21 for 67 3.2 yards per carry. And then Trevor Lawrence gets hurt during the game. He ends up coming back in. But, you know, it's just nothing special. But the Bills, you know, they just – it doesn't – their offense doesn't feel special this year like it did last year. And 
I, I think they, they're not that they're not a bad team, but I think they've, they've got some problems and uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the postseason, and I'm sure they'll be fine next week, but this was definitely a stinker of a game. Uh, Josh Allen, get out of here. What the hell is going on? Josh Allen wrecked Josh Allen. I love it. I love it. And I will say I have, you mentioned Carlos Hyde and like the 21 carries for 67 yards. And it's like, yeah, that's disgusting. But like the, I well, better than say, the Bills. Sorry, better than right, the Bills who had absolutely no fucking running game. Right, right. And Zach Moss, I want to say, got hurt too. And it's like, oh. But I will say, like, the positive spin with Carlos Hyde is that he touched the ball 22 times and the total running back touches in this game is 24. So it's like, okay, going forward. And the Bills, admittedly, are a very, very tough defense. So going forward, if James Robinson is still banged up and he misses another game, like Carlos Hyde, you could certainly do worse oh, he's streaming fine. running backs yeah. because just based off the sheer volume, getting 22 or 24 mm-hmm. running back carries, uh, or sorry, not carries, but touches. But yeah, Buffalo, Jacksonville, the tagline of this game is, this game is bullshit. <laughs> you know what? I fucking did forget, dude. <laughs> so that was very enjoyable. Thank you. Hey, he actually brought it up to me before the pod. And I was like, I hope I totally forget you're going to say that so that I enjoy it that much more when you say it again. And I did forget because as soon as you started talking about the game, my brain should have went, oh, he's going to say Bill shit. But my brain didn't go there. It, <laughs> so thank you. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> And the puns will continue, I promise. Oh, man. Right as we go to the bad takeaways of the game. And do you want to go first on this one? you want me to go first? I'm good either way. No, go ahead, man. I'm going to start a timer. Give us a, a few minutes each one, if that works for you. And that works uh, for me. I say go ahead, lead it off, my friend. All right, we're going to get the painful one out of the way. First mad takeaway is the Broncos stampede the Cowboys. Mm. I was watching Stampede. this game. Yeah. Oh, the the puns will continue. And it's my way of coping with this mess of a game. Uh, and honestly, you just have to give credit to 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 the Broncos. That sure. running back duo of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, they ran the ball 38 times. That duo combined for 38 carries, 191 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. And if you watch this game, every single snap, it's of course they ran the ball that much. Cowboys couldn't stop anything. It was ugh, it was frustrating, but also just credit to, to Denver. Like their game plan just worked. And it yeah. you know, it was might have been the, the wake-up call the Cowboys need because you get in the middle of a long winning streak with the Cowboys coming into this and one six straight. And having a loss like that, there can be good that comes from that because it's a time to reset and go, cool. We're not perfect. There are things we have to improve. There is some glorious fantasy stat lines. The Cowboys were led not by Cooper, not by Lamb, but by by Malik Turner in his five catches for 33 yards and two touchdowns. Albert Alphabet. Albert O. Albert, if you spell his name, you won the spelling bee. I got this as the Albert O. No because he was a popular streaming option in DFS and he put up a four-catch for 25-yard performance. Sometimes these 
quote unquote chuck plays are really, really easy ones to identify to fade. You just go, look, this is a backup tight end stepping in for an injured starter. Not a guarantee he's going to have a massive game. And the one, one play I do want to mention, I think I've got enough time to get this one in, is there was a play. The Broncos punted the ball. The Cowboys blocked it. A Bronco player recovered it, but did not get the first down. But oh, yeah. there's some weird rule where it's like, I guess it touched a Cowboys player first. Yeah. And then a Bronco play before the Bronco player recovered it. And I've never seen this before in a game, but yeah, that just, it was weird. I know it, what you're it allowed about. it allowed the Broncos, even though the guy recovered and didn't get the first down line, the Broncos recovered and got a whole new series. I'm pretty certain they went and scored a touchdown on that drive, and it's so frustrating because it's super hard to block a punt. And then, like great defense, a great special teams play led to the Broncos still keeping the ball. I. Uh, frustrating and that should be all the the time on the timer right there okay yeah i uh hey eight seconds left <laughs> Good tim patrick leading receiver of the broncos that's a little bit surprising but jerry judy did go six for 69 so he did get some work as well definitely weird game from the cowboys but They'll be bounced back. I'm sure they'll be fine. As for my first observation, the banged up birds, they do it again. And they do it without fucking Kyler Murray. And really, they did it in pretty convincing fashion. I mean, with Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy, and and don't get me wrong, he's one of the better backups, I will say, first of all. But still, uh, I mean, and he only went 249. One touchdown. This was really about the running game. James Conner, he went 96, two touchdowns. And then he also caught five passes for 77 yards and another touchdown. It was crazy because I had some really good lineups in DFS that totally killed me because I went Chase Edmonds instead of James Conner. <laughs> oh, my God. Because they were the same price on DraftKings. Same price. The same price. Oh. That was that was a heartbreaker. But anyway, so Eno Benjamin, we had an Eno Benjamin sighting, which was nice to see. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of Eno, so that was good to see. But like you spoke of earlier, because you already talked about the card, it's hard to tell, you know, uh, who is really going to be the beneficiaries each week in this offense. Uh, because this week, Kirk had a solid game, six for 91, and then James Conner right behind him. Uh, but yeah. Rondale Moore didn't do much. Zach Ertz didn't do much. I mean, so, you know, it's just going to be hard to tell. And I I do think there's just some offenses that spread it around so much. Kyler Murray did it when he was behind center. And, you know, it's just how they roll, you know. And um, on the other side, I do want to say good to see George Kittle back and kicking some ass. Six for 101 and a touchdown. And then Brandon Ayuk. A little bit of an Ayuk sighting, six for uh, 89 and one. It's good to see, good to see. Um, look, I, I I, really don't like this 49. I, there is something about me that have bothered them this year because there, there's just so much praise gets leaped upon Kyle Shanahan and the front office and this and that. And that team is so talented. But yet, as I've spoke about before, 
Now you look at the football side of it, they have one winning season. One winning season. And other than that, it's like, show me something. And here is another year where I'm going, show me something, you know? And then even fantasy-wise, it's like, okay, if they get Kittle back, maybe we can start to count on him. But, you know, Eliza, Elijah Mitchell has been nice, but there's no telling how long that lasts that, that with the way this running game works in, in San Francisco. And, and you, you know, it just – you got Jeffrey Wilson coming back. Anyway, that's what it, I, I just feel like San Francisco is a bit of a mess. I have a hard time trusting them, uh, maybe some George Kittle. But they just they just feel I don't know. There's just something about them I'm not really digging. And uh, and yeah, on the other hand, cards keep rolling even without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, there you go. Moving on. Uh, anything you want to add to that before you hit your next observation? Go ahead. I think this game, the the one quick thing I'll mention is kind of like Cooper Rush last week. It's it shows why you should have a capable backup quarterback for sure just because if your team is well built like the cardinals like the cowboys a backup qb can come in and keep the keep the ship afloat so great win for the cardinals on the road no starting quarterback no star receiver to get a to get a win get any type of win much less a 14 point beatdown of a divisional rival yep i applaud the cardinals i don't even think the game felt that close like it just San Francisco didn't feel like shit <laughs> all, all day long. So I don't know. But yeah, keep going. All right. So the second one I've got a little tagline here. Do you love your Mahomes? <laughs> oh, Kansas City and Green Bay. The reason I pose that in a question is that was a rough game. That was a rough game. We talk about like DFS, Kansas City. What's going on with the offense? Because I play Tyreek Hill. I feel great about it. I feel just great. And Tyreek Hill gets outscored in PPR formats by Randall Cobb. And you look at both quarterback stat lines. Like the Jordan Love was a popular streaming option, right? Because he's so dang cheap. But Green Bay, A, doesn't. They, they they run the ball so dang much. They run the ball when they had Aaron Rodgers. And I think this game kind of proved me right. I was like, yeah, like they're going to come in and they're going to double down on the running game. And they did with Dylan and Aaron Jones. So there was there was a really easy prop bet on underdog. There was an over-under passing yards for Jordan Love at 246 and a half yards, you know, give or take two yards because that thing fluctuates. And smashing the under on that was so easy because Aaron Rodgers on the season was averaging 233 yards right. passing. They're like, they're going to run the ball more. That's because that's what they're going to need to do. And Jordan loves coming in. Also, Kansas City defense in DFS because they were like dirt cheap. 2,300 yeah. was an easy pick to, right. to, to stream on that I one. Because, yeah. yeah, because their home team – Going against the backup quarterback, cool. But I say all that, Jordan Love, his box score stat line outproduced Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes yeah, you take away that, that yeah. interception, and it's a better game than Mahomes. I mean. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, 
and it makes Green Bay's open. defense played a really good game, but right. still, Kansas City, it, there's there's something off. I know, and that's my my last point on this one is what is wrong with Kansas City? Like it is, it's so weird. Like we know they have defensive problems, but then we go, what the heck's going on on offense? <laughs> Oh, it's it's a bad omen. Like, you get the win. Winning the ugly games is important. But jeez, Luis, like they don't look like a playoff team. They you got don't. anything? You got no. anything to add to this? Um, no, I don't think so. I I, I mean, I think people. I was kind of excited to see what Jordan Love would do, and. Um, I don't think it was, I think people are going to look at it as pretty terrible, but I don't think it really was because (laughs) again, you look at it realistically, you take away that interception. It's, uh, you know, it, I think that to me, it probably says more about the chiefs, right. You know, like we said, they're just uh, not that impressive right now. Something feels off, something feels wrong with them. And uh, it's making it real hard to trust those guys fantasy wise. You know, like seasonal leagues, dynasty leagues, like you're not going to not play Tyree Kill, but it might be starting to consider like, hey, maybe the, maybe this Chiefs offense is not something you could, sh- should be so strongly considering, uh, you know, in DFS or things like that. They're not uh, the surefire, you know. Go ahead. I'll say the. The, the last thing I have on this one, because it, it's humorous, because I talked about it last week with the Chiefs, it is yet again another game where the Chiefs failed to cover the spread. And yep. it, it's remarkable, yep. this team. Like, and it's not that they lose the games. Um, this dates back to last year. Like, they just, they would, they would win games and they wouldn't cover the spread at all. And this was another one. They, this, it was close. They were favored by seven. They won by six. <laughs> so, oh man, just there's some things. There's guarantees in life. Death, taxes, Chiefs not covering the spread. <laughs> there you go. Okay, my next one. Start the timer again. People, if you hear the predator sound, that's the alarm going off. Just so you know. Um, I, my next one is free Baker. And this isn't anything against Odell, because I'm with everybody. Free Odell as well, uh, as we've been talking about lately on the pod. This shit just ain't working. There's, there's just some, some shit going on. And, you, you know, <clears throat> Baker played fucking great today, man. I mean, I won't say yeah, He played very well. Um, only 218 yards, two touchdowns, but he just seemed in a little bit better of a spot today. And I do think he's, you know, still dealing with some injury or something like that, but I think it was good. The separation of them. I hope Odell also goes on to, you know, perform much better at his next stop. Um, and Nick Chubb, whew, whew, 137 yards, two touchdowns along with a couple of catches for 26 yards, hell of a day for him. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones, the surprising lead receiver with 86 yards and a touchdown. However, only off of two catches, three targets overall, and uh, three targets. David Njoku had three targets. Jarvis Landry had five, only caught three for 11. But this is another one of those offenses. 
Bryant got a couple of targets. Felton had a, a, a target and a catch for 22 yards. I mentioned Njoku, Anthony Schwartz, Austin Hooper. Like, there's a lot of people that are getting targeted here. So that kind of spread the wealth in Cleveland too. But that offense played really well. And, and, and another bad game from the Bengals. Uh, Burrow didn't have a very good game. Um, two interceptions. There were some moments where they were moving it down, but they could just, it, it just, this was the Browns game really from beginning to finish. And, um, and it stinks because I was all who day, who day them Bengals. They, I was kind of excited about them. And then they get thumped by the jets and then here against the Browns. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see how they respond after this, but this is definitely a couple of games because it's not doing any good fantasy wise. Jamar chase 13 targets, only six catches for 49 yards. And, you know, so this is, uh, if you had Joe Mixon, you were fine because he got you a couple touchdowns. But other than that, uh, not a ton from the Bengals offense today. So, you know, that's a bit of a bummer. But uh, it was nice to see Baker and Cleveland play well. But, again, the the offense is, you know, you can count on Nick Chubb. And when Kareem Hunt comes back, I'm sure you'll be able to count on him too. But receiver – it's probably going to be a different leading guy. Maybe it's Peoples Jones. Maybe it's Landry and Joku. Yeah, you know who knows. So yeah, yeah. And this, uh, the only thing I'm going to mention, it's not even fantasy relevant, but that division, that division with the Bengals losing, they're five and four. Browns winning, they're five and they improved to five and four. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are five and three going into Monday Night Football. And the Ravens won. Like, so all four teams have winning records. That is, I, I'm curious on like, I mean, this midpoint of the season and all four teams have winning records. I wonder if that's been done before, like this long. Yeah, I don't it's, know. I, I don't expect it. Like it can't, it can't keep up. But yeah, this, this was a pivotal game just because I, we talked about it with the with the Jets and Bengals. We're like, okay, that loss is going to do one of two things. You either bounce back and take care of business at home, mm. or it starts a losing streak. So it's, Cincinnati's worth watching because we were getting super high on Cincinnati. So they were 5-2. They were looking good on offense. Now we're going to see. You know, that's, that's when a team faces um, some struggles – that's when you're going to see, okay, this team can face that, face that, um, oh, I lost the words, but when, when you have the obstacles, are they going to overcome that? Mm-hmm. That's usually a sign of a playoff contender. If not, the Bengals are who we thought they were for the past right. decade. I think uh, that I would say they're a little past that, but they're definitely, uh, they might not be doing much this year if they can't rebound quickly. So, right. Uh, but continue on, my friend. Your next observation. Next observation. Next observation is for the Chargers and Eagles game. It's just in time, Herbert. <laughs> so, Herbert coming into this game the last couple of games has been less than spectacular, to put it nicely. He has not been good at the all. Crap. It's been crap. And, and you know, the Eagles have been not a fantasy. Well, and the Eagles have not been a fantasy friendly matchup for quarterbacks. But sometimes you just go, look, 
it's when things don't seem right, you have to kind of dig into the numbers there and you go, Herbert's a stud quarterback. This Eagles defense, I was like, ah, I think the numbers might be a little skewed here because the Eagles have not been a good team. So teams haven't been passing as much. And Herbert with a massive game completes 32 or 38 passes for 356 yards and three total touchdowns, one on the ground. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen is the Keenan Allen of old, and it came at it's it came at the cost of poor Mike Williams. Oh man! And my yeah. tagline on this is: I don't want to be like Mike. <laughs> I don't think Mike Williams wants to be like Mike. He doesn't want to be like this version because uh, you know it was a group conversation in my home dynasty league. What's going on, Mike Williams? I'm like, well, look look at the stats on this one: two catches for 58 yards. Uh, the the depth of target there, it's, it has seemed in recent weeks that Mike Williams' role has gone from playing more of that Mike, the Michael Thomas role in New Orleans where more like low average depth of target and fed a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what Mike Williams was getting at the first part of the season. And these last few games, it seems that he's getting the deeper targets. It's like, oh, no that's not what we want in PPR. We don't want the deep threat. Like, yeah, like for, for football, cool, big splash plays, but, and it seems it is a trend at this point. And it's a discouraging one because what seemed to be a very promising fantasy season, is going to fizzle out, going yeah. to fizzle out. And my last takeaway on this one was Kenny Gainwell, two carries, no targets, was he injured? Like, I, I mean, I did not catch this game at all, at mm-hmm. all. They didn't, like, it rarely showed up on red zone when I was watching. Because <sighs> Howard and Scott both got double-digit carries. Yep. I didn't see. Just like last week. Anything. It was just I like mean, last it, week. Just like last week, those were the guys. So No, in, no injury for Gainwell, so. <sighs> I, I don't know what to. The fear is the popular comparison for Gainwell, a pro comparison was Naheem Hines. And Nick Sirianni came from the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. And if he is playing the Hines role, that is, that means it doesn't matter that Miles Sanders gets hurt. Correct. It doesn't matter because his Gainwell's role is completely unrelated to it. And that just means you're never going to know when to start. Super frustrating. Yeah, because uh, I'll just add a little bit, because if you look, it's Jordan Howard had 17 carries, Boston Scott 10, Jalen Hurts had 10 himself. I mean, he only threw 17 times, 162 yards. So it was heavy on the ground. Um, And yes, Gainwell, no injury, two carries. He didn't even get any passes. So, I mean, it's he's just, you know, it is what it is. You know, it's it's odd to all of us, um, but... uh, (laughs) it's that's uh, two weeks in a row man it, that's how it's going so it doesn't make sense um but hey jordan howard 71 yards in the touch i mean over four yards of carry not a bad day and i was never never a jordan howard fan so uh but not a bad day but it, what i wanted did want to say is rough game for austin eckler speaking of the running game um but devonta smith Six targets, five catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. And, you know, Marquise Brown, who I'll talk about 
on my next observation. But these smaller guys that are just kind of used to, they're actually, you know, they're making some noise, man. And I know there was a lot of us who, you know, particularly in the analytics community, when you look at their size and things like that, but it, it, it you know, it definitely, it, you have some hesitation with these guys and they're proven to be just fine. Now, maybe they start to do with injury issues and that of course could creep up, but uh, for right now, I mean, you know, those particular guys, they're playing well. So, but uh, go ahead and uh, go on. Or is it me? Or is it you? It's your turn. Oh yeah. So I'll just lead right into that then. (laughs) Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown had a good day. Uh, I keep waiting for a bigger day from Rashad Bateman, but he is truly playing second fiddle in the passing game right now. We have really third fiddle because you got Mark Andrews in there. Marquise Brown, 12 targets, nine catches, 116 yards. And that's what I'm saying. These, these guys, they're getting it done. They are getting it done. And then you have Bateman. He had eight targets and Mark Andrews, 10. So that's kind of, that's what seems to be the pecking order is you got Andrews and Marquise Brown up top and then Bateman third in line, but big day on the ground for Lamar Jackson. He had 120 yards of rushing and it just, the Vikings, even though it didn't feel because Lamar Jackson, a couple of interceptions, and, you know, the Vikings really were putting it on them in, in early on in the game. And you just never felt like Baltimore was out of it. Um, and, of course, they bring it back, take it to overtime, win in overtime. And it's just, first of all, this team is crazy because they just seem to find a way to win most times. And uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, shrug off the turnovers. He's great at this. He still had... 266 yards, three touchdowns, and as I said, to go along with his 120 on the ground. And, uh, you know, big day for him. Devonta Freeman's been okay. Uh, 13 rushes for 79 yards. He even had a few catches, caught himself a touchdown pass in particular. Um, But, yeah, I just – Ravens are really just – they're fun to watch, man. Uh, You know me, I love Lamar. And uh, the Vikings, I mean, they put up a fight for a minute based on turnovers and things like that. They didn't have to do a whole lot. Dalvin Cook went over 100 yards. uh, But Kirk Cousins, you know, he didn't even hit 200 yards passing. And so there was really the the highest receiver, Justin Jefferson, three for 69 and one. So just even though they were kind of putting it on the Ravens early, and it's, it's just like you could tell not doing enough. And in the end, the Ravens got him. But, uh, you know, this, as we knew from last year, the Vikings weren't going to be as good. Now, Thielen, Jefferson, Cook, they've all had some big games. But this definitely isn't uh, the same kind of fantasy-producing offense that it was last year. So <clears throat> I, that's, uh, I, I think, another take. We have to get to the point where we're realizing this. You know, they're just – We're not getting the same production out of it, but uh, great game from Baltimore. You know me. I love seeing these motherfuckers. And this was some straight up purple on purple crime. Love it. Uh, I love it. And there was one play in particular I wanted to point out. It was actually in overtime that Lamar Jackson dropped back for a pass. He threw it. He got tipped by, I believe, a defensive lineman. 
and if it wasn't, it was like a pass rushing linebacker. Mm-hmm. And it may have been that because what happens is it gets tipped and he's like kind of falling and he was able to kind of recover a little bit. And, and the defender that tipped it was able to jump up and catch the interception. I saw yes. that play. I was like, that was awesome. But right. then in typical Viking fashion, it was like you, the, they just got an interception, great field position. It was at that point, it was next score wins. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, the Vikings who crumbled in this game, they were up big on the Ravens. Ravens came yeah. and tied it. I was like, the Vikings are going to sneak out with a victory, aren't they? And then typical Kirk Cousins doing Cousins things, like they didn't move the ball at all. And I was like, how frustrating does that have to be on yeah. that one? But but I, I do, uh, the now the official last thing I've got is, it is a matter of time. But for Mike Zimmer, like that, that seat is getting warmer each passing week. Yeah, and that's not the first time they've just completely fucking blew a game this yeah. year. Now, it, this one's kind of hard to blame them because it is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And once Lamar Jackson gets rolling, he's tough to stop. But it has become a trend. You're right. Like, I mean, this isn't – and it's not even like it's happened two times. Each, It just seems that each week – it seems this way. I'm sure if I go back and look, I'm like, it's not. But it feels like each week the Vikings are – they come out hot – they're like, cool, they actually look like a competent team. And they did in this one. I was like, okay, Mike Zimmer's not getting fired this week. But then they let their opponents back in the dang game. It, it's crazy. Rinse and, rinse and repeat on that. Yep. That's, that's all I got on this one. It was a fun game. Very entertaining yeah. game to watch. Okay. All right, your, your final my observation, final my friend. Did you know that there was a bake sale today in Miami? <laughs> Yeah, it was bake sale because there was nine freaking turnovers in the game between the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. It's insane. You had two teams that are one and seven, and they played exactly how you thought two one and seven teams would play. And it's no, you win. No, you win. <laughs> of course, the Dolphins have absolutely like nothing to lose for, I guess. I don't know if that's really like a saying, but they obviously I know don't own their first round pick. I mean, the Eagles are sitting there going, we're rooting for Houston, and I mean, the final score says it all 17 to 9. There was five, five field, field goals, no, four, four field goals, four field goals, nine turnovers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check on that. I'm gonna say Miami, yeah, Miami scored two touchdowns, and it uh, just the game makes you want to take your thumbs and do uh, do the mountain scene that you push your eyeballs. Right. To the back of your skull. The Dolphins may have been the winner of this game, but we, the viewers, were the losers. Uh, I, the one positive performance that came out of this was Mr. Jalen Waddle as the only wide receiver left in, in Miami. <laughs> Eight catches for 83 yards. Jeez, uh, the Texans. It's still a mess. It's still a mess. Like that backfield's a mess. That backfield is a massive mess because Philip Lindsay's still getting ineffective carries. David Johnson doing nothing. Scotty Phillips got hurt. Right. Burkhead. <laughs> so it is the worst of the worst running back by committees because For sure. it's sometimes, a, usually, a three running back committee 
this one was you got a fourth guy involved ah my goodness and you obviously and it's a bad team and a bad offense you just avoid all of the running backs but it's brandon cooks is the only guy that you could start but you even have to kind of pick and choose like he did have 13 targets in this game but tyrod tyrod i wonder I wonder if they go with him next week. Like this was honestly—I don't know, man. I, this this was the perfect game for Tyrod Taylor. It I sure want, fucking was. I want to say I mentioned it on the last pod. Miami coming into this game was the only pass defense allowing over 300 passing yards. And I straight talked to him about him in the infirmary. I called him Ty God Taylor, like they used to call him back in Buffalo. And this did the. He threw three interceptions, and it's like that one in the end zone. If they wanted interceptions, they could have just continued to go with Davis Mills. Like, (laughs) right. And you do wonder, I don't think you pull the plug yet, but geez, like I did sit there and go, well, this was kind of what we were afraid of. Like, because Mills was, I would say, as a rookie third rounder, he's done what you would expect a rookie third round pick to do on a team like that. And it's shown some things and definitely had a couple of games where you're like, Oh, like that wasn't too bad, but for sure. But yeah, Tyrod, what are you doing, man? I know first game back, but geez, geez, the the interception in the end zone was just egregious. Yeah. So bad. All right. Bring us home, brother. Okay. My last one, after the purple on purple crime, battle in the bayou. And this was Atlanta, New Orleans. Let's start the timer. And yet again, what the fuck are the Saints? What the, they lose, they lose at home. Hard to lose at home. It's a very noisy building, that place. Yeah. But Trevor Simeon wasn't bad. I mean, 249 yards, two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara did his thing. Leading receiver, leading rusher. Mark Ingram did get some action. Um, but, man, this, this is another team. Balls spread out. Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, Adam Troutman, Kenny Stills, Marquez Callaway, Mark Ingram got five fucking targets. <laughs> So, you know, this is another team where it just spreads it around. It, it, you're not, I, I don't know. It's tough to say where the fantasy points other than Alvin Kamara are going to come from. And then the winners of the, of the game, the Falcons. I mean, Matt Ryan is playing well. I mean, he's getting up there in age. He's not the same dude he used to be, but he is playing well. And today, 343 yards, two touchdowns and uh really star of the show once again cordero patterson didn't do a whole lot rushing but 126 yards receiving and uh of course kyle pitt three for 62 he's gonna get his work and then i gotta mention my guy this has been my guy forever olamid zacchaeus only 58 yards but two touchdowns that was really really good to see uh i'm a fan of that dude so yeah, it's it's just that division. Yes, the Bucks are up there in in the lead, but it you know the Falcons are playing good enough. 
if they keep it going, they might be in the mix for that wild card. So make it interesting. And the, and again, the Saints, I just don't fucking know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Like you're right. And and the Saints, they did almost pull up a miracle. They did. Like I saw them take. They, they, they took a late 25-24 lead. They scored 22 of their 25 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Atlanta is going to crumble. You know, and all the, you know, you could do all the, the, the Falcons, Falcons, Patriots uh, memes that you want. But, right. You know, and to, to Atlanta, Atlanta's credit, they were able to calmly march down the field. I, I want to say the touchdown came within a minute because – Usually when I go, when I say a team came back and won that, yep, it was like with one minute to go, the Saints took the lead. They had the failed two-point conversion. You're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sure enough, sure enough, they five plays, 64 yards in a minute. Props to Atlanta. Like, that is that is tough, tough to do. And, yeah, that, that was crazy with – yeah, they scored three touchdowns, the Saints did, in seven minutes of game action. Yeah. Like, man, that's great. Where was this the rest of the, the rest of the game? Right. Um, it's it's almost a microcosm of their their season where it, they just right. have moments of like, what the fuck is going on here? And then moments of okay, there you go. Right. There you go. So they resemble some Saint, some of the Saint offenses of old, but right. yeah, it's very confounding to me. This team, and an interesting thing is just the Taysom Hill. Like, you sit right. there and it's, ah, it's paying so much money for him, and it would seem to be the perfect time. Like, I, I don't know, I, I guess really, and, and I, this is me, I fell for the the narrative for for many years i've kept going and kind of planting my flag and going no like you know it's not that i really think that Taysom hill's a great quarterback but i'm like the coach the front office like i've always i've followed the moves more than the the uh the words the actions more than the words and and i was like no this this team i think like likes to smell even with like the fake like extension deal that, that created cap space. It was like, no, before that though, they did give him like, they still made yeah. a financial commitment, but it was pretty damning that like with Winston out there's, they would still rather go with the third string quarterback, which I don't even know if you could say it's the third string quarterback uh, anymore. Well, obviously he got, he got bumped up because of Winston being right. injured, but I, yeah, yeah. As, as you mentioned, like Trevor Simeon, not not bad like did did enough really and the major thing on this one was don't well i almost said don't turn the ball over he did lose a fumble he did lose a fumble he didn't throw interceptions but we'll see though with the saints losing they may go okay is Simeon our our quarterback do we get Taysom hill shot i don't know still gonna be a, a mess but the initial sign on this one the fact that Taysom hill but he had a carry. Yeah, they just didn't really utilize him much. It's just weird. Yeah, it it's super weird. And this is the last I'll I'll, I'll say um, on it. But it, I I was never on board with the Taysom Hill thing because to me I'm like, 
when you talk about actions they keep bringing in like other dudes like they brought in teddy bridgewater and to me that's like and then it's like oh well no because if they if they bring in Taysom Hill, they're going to change the offense. So like Teddy's just the backup for Drew Brees, and it's Jameis Winston's just the backup for Drew Brees, and it's like okay. And then last year Taysom Hill comes in, and he's the one that plays when Drew Brees is down, and it's like okay, well then that must mean he's the guy, and they must have in those few games saw something that they didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because it is. I was on the Winston train, but I, I did think it would be surprising if he was named the starter, and then he was, and then and then here they are going with Trevor Simeon. So I don't. It's always. It is. It's very weird. But super weird. You know, it is what it is. I did. They're a very confounding team, as I said. Anyway, bake sale. I liked your bake sale. <laughs> I had I had punchlines today. Right, right. Well, punchlines or anything else. What are your final thoughts, my good friend? Before we get the hell out of here, an entertaining week of football. Because indeed, what what can we say? We spent all these times, hours upon hours, projecting things and predicting things, only for it to just take the paper, crumble it up, throw it out. Just like I say, you gotta love football. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter, no matter how bright you think you can be on something, it just, yeah, yeah. it's amazing what it'll do. Yeah, Crazy. fucking football. I watch the Levitard show or listen to the Levitard show, and they say that all the time. Just because football, it's football. Like that How did this happen? Football. That's, football. that's how. <laughs> all right, we're getting the hell out of here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Great review, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> From the salary captain, and myself, the man, Chad, and we'll talk to the people next time, which is really tonight, tomorrow night, Monday night, after the game. Until then, ta-ta for now. <gasps> Laters!